Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. Oppress. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. Alexa, what is the baddest podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast registered from Amazon Music. Bonus episode time. Let's get it, Press. Jules, man, first question coming over from Pamela from Des Moines, Iowa. And she wanted to know, if we could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? What you got for me? Oh, Pam, that's an excellent question. I had never been here, but I looked it up when I was in Cali. Those are the, the island off of California, Santa Catalina Island, matter of fact. If you're going by ferry, it takes an hour to get to this island or if a helicopter it takes about 15 minutes. But I would like to just go there and just live there because it's away from everything. It's kind of remote. It's private. And I can just, just kind of decompress and relax and just soak up the sun, sleep under the stars, be in the beach, you know what I'm saying? Drink all my, my, my cherry Dr. Peppers and stuff I want <laughs> and, and, just, and just live, man. Just live just happy. <laughs> Hey, Jules, that's a dope-ass spot. Audience, I mean, when you listen to him tell that story, look that place up because when you think about Catalina Island, it's all about relaxation and just kind of kicking back. I mean, that's a dope that's a dope spot, bro. Ooh, I just pictured my head, Press. Hey, Pamela, that's an excellent question. <laughs> it, it really was. It really was. All right, Pamela, for me, I'm going to say Costa Rica for many nice. reasons. Nice. You can live comfortably there, right? You think about the cost of living, Jules, here in Chicago. And you and I, do we do pretty well. Mm-hmm. But, bro, we eat up money so quick here. One of my partners, he actually lived in Costa Rica for about five years, man. He told me his living expenses were about 1700 bucks a month. And when I heard okay. that, I was like, okay, 1700 bucks a month. You got a crib right off the damn ocean. You know what I'm saying? And he said, dude, he was able to find work. And he was like, bro. It was the best time ever over there. He had a two-bedroom house. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine, let's just say, if, if I was working with an income maybe around $2,500 to about $3,000 a month, mm-hmm. man, how would you really be living over in a spot like mm-hmm. Costa Rica? Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you, yeah, you can stretch that money, man. You can stretch yeah. it. Yeah. And the last point that I'm going to make on this, Jules, and for our audience, you guys heard me and Jules complaining in the wintertime about shoveling that snow. <laughs> That damn cold, our uh-huh. backs. I'm uh-huh. sorry. I am not spending the rest of my life dealing with these cold weather here in this Midwest. Press is going to be out of here soon. Probably very soon. I can't deal with this stuff, man. So Costa Rica, 
That's just calling my name, bro. Call okay. my name. Damn, this sound like it sound like you're tapping out, man. Man, I'm told I'm over here like somebody <laughs> got me in one of them leg locks. I'm like over here, like oh, my, my, my my hands close to that mat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how about let let's say will this be a, a vacation, a winter spot? I know a few people they like to from yeah. here, they like to go to a warm climate during these winter times in Chicago. See, I think that's a hell of a point, Jules, because I think it probably initially would start out as like a, just a spot that I'll post up at for like three or four months mm-hmm. and it kind of take it from there. But yeah, but I, I think something like that would be dope. So Costa Rica for me, Catalina Island for my brother, Jules. Oh, yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, next question came over from Dion from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, big D. Big D. He said, if you guys could eat only one meal for the rest of your life, what would that meal be? Hey, man, let me get out there. It'll be spaghetti and meatballs for me. Okay. All right. The the homemade meatballs, right? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. (laughs) Don't laugh at me, Press. But but (laughs) what I do with my spaghetti and meatballs, I add some sweet baby rays to it and mix it up to give it an extra little kick to it. My brother does that. I I don't eat spaghetti that way, but he does that. Now, what does it do? What, just gives it a little bit more, a little zip to it? it, Yep. It gives a little more flavor. A little spice to it, you know, depending on which which sweet baby race you grab. But man, give just give a little extra kick to it, man. So what do you do? You uh, when you make the meatballs, you marinate the meatballs in the sweet baby razor. You just put the sweet baby rays in the sauce with the spaghetti. When the spaghetti is made and it's yeah. on my plate, I just get that bottle oh, of sweet baby and, spread, and you, and and you and mix and it spread in. It and mix it in. I can eat that for the rest of my life. Listeners, I want y'all. To, I want y'all to give me a fair foul on Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Think of it like sweet paper. Uh? No, no. Try it out, people. Try it. Out. It'll change. It'll change your world. Listeners. Jules, he he treats his sweet baby rays like he does that red dot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he probably puts sweet baby rays on everything. <laughs> Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? See? I knew it. <laughs> but listeners, I want y'all to hit us up on our socials. Fair or foul? Should Jules be putting Sweet Baby Rays <laughs> on the spaghetti? Let me know. We're going to do a poll. <laughs> okay. So I call I it. Can't I can't wait to see this. I call it barbecue spaghetti. That's all it is. Barbecue spaghetti. Wow. Barbecue spaghetti. That is something mm-hmm. else. I never knew this about you. Now I know two people to put Sweet Baby Rays on their spaghetti. Hey, your brother know what's up, man. But you don't want to be on the same side of the coin with him too many times. <laughs> okay. Still my guy, though. Uh, all right, Dion. Mine is, uh, I'm going to say pizza. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jules, you know how much mm-hmm. we love pizza, bro. I mean, we did an episode on season one, and we gave our listeners those gym spots in Chicago, and then we even talked about some spots that was across the world, right? Pizza is that shit. Now, I'll tell our audience, if you want to hear about some dope pizza spots, Check out that episode. Please don't mind the audio on that boy, though. We're different now, but I still think it'll be a fun episode for you guys to check out. But pizza is the one meal that I can eat for the rest of my life, and I would not get tired of it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Think about it. One day you could do thin crust. Another day you could do deep, bro. One day you could do the, the wood fire pizza, bro. There's so much you could do with the pizza. Mm-hmm. One day you can have like little pieces of lobster on it. Another day you can have spam. Don't get me started. Don't get me started, Dion. Hey, man. <laughs> Dude, I hear you. Hey, I hear you. It sounds like your mouth is getting watered already, man. Yeah, I knew, yeah. I had to clean up the little table over here. <laughs> hey, hey, I feel you. All right. The next question came over from Francisco. He uh, lives in Chicago's Little Village. Shout out, Cisco. 
All right, Cisco. Be careful out there now. Yeah, for real. <laughs> he asked, would you guys rather have unlimited international first-class tickets or never have to pay for food at restaurants? Man, easy. Easy one for me. Food and restaurant. Fred, you know I love to eat. Yeah, you do. And man, if I go to a restaurant, I don't have to pay for no 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 money on no food. Oh man, sign me up. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. We'll, we'll be the first restaurant you would go to that you would be able to eat at for free. See, Cisco, uh, you got you got a bonus one on the house right there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, hey, you put me on with that Texas Day Brazil, man. I might have to just just check that out. That'll be my first my first stop. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one, bro. And you talk about the way you like to eat. You would probably dominate that spot, though, man. Mm-hmm. Man, just give me the meat. I don't want no veggies. I don't want no soup or salads. Just give me that meat. Okay. See, <laughs> this man over here straight carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. This is another good-ass question. You guys were bringing them with these. I would have to say international travel. I'm going to have to go okay. with that one. And the one thing that I would say for our listeners, now you guys think about this. First-class travel on an international flight is a must. You got to think about international travel. You got long waits to get to your destination. You need to be able to sit comfortably on those type of flights, have some arm room, some leg room. So I would just say Mm -hmm. longer flights, they need to be done in comfort so you can stretch out a little bit. But this was a tough one, Jules, because not paying for food at a restaurant would be a nice perk to have. But I just think that unlimited first-class international travel that's kind of got my name all over it, man. I'm telling you, bro, there's no better way to travel internationally than to be in first class. I remember I did that when I went to Australia. I, that's the longest I've ever been on a plane. Ooh, what's that? That's the, what, 20, what, 22 hours? 22, 22 hours, yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm telling you, brother, I had three meals. They was Ooh. bringing me the warm cloths and them towels, and they was like, sir, you good over here? <laughs> I'm sitting over here like, shit, man. I'm like, I don't even want to get off this plane. And so that y'all took care of me so damn good over here. <laughs> man, you know what? On a trip like that, you have to do first class because I get wrestlers on three. Dude, right? I'm the worst to travel with, Jules. I'm not going to lie to you. Because if, you know, me and you, we, we big shoulders and stuff like that. So, bro, you know how I'd be sometimes on these flights, man. You, you know, you you sit next to somebody. You're like, man, I'm trying to be comfortable. You keep bumping into me. So, mm-hmm. You know, with this first class joint, man, ain't nobody touching you. You in your own little lane over there. And my seat reclined down into an actual bed on that on that Ooh, flight. Yeah, yeah, you good. And then I know you closed off from the rest of the people on the on the uh, on the flight too. Oh my god, yes sir, <laughs> yes sir. So man, that that's the answer to that question for me, man. I mean, but to Jules's point, that restaurant shit's pretty dope as well. But mm-hmm. Cisco, I know you probably travel a lot. First class international is the way to go, sir. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll get there one day. <laughs> Come on. Don't listen to this audience. <laughs> this man plays digital monopoly. Don't forget. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next question came over from Chris. He's in Roswell, Georgia. He wanted to know, what would you do if you won the lottery? I'll quit my job. <laughs> okay. Well, how how soon would you quit? I'm going the next day. But what I'll do, I'll have a, uh, you know, because I love my, you know, those cats there, man, we have fun and stuff. So I'll have a party and stuff and on a yacht with my coworkers, families and friends. Prez, you definitely there, man. You actually, you, 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 you know, say you got a few in your hand and stuff. My and um, my man, my man. Hey, we'll turn up on that yacht, though. I ain't gonna oh, lie. Yeah. You, better, you better warn your coworkers about me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, hey, man, no, man, no doubt. I'll be like, hey, listen, whatever prayers do, hey, they probably join you. 
So, man, mm-hmm. so man, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna have a dope party on the boat, and I'm just gonna um travel the world, man. Yeah, I love that, Jules. I'm gonna say for me, Chris, the very first thing that I'm gonna do, I'm gonna protect that fucking ticket, bro. I lose a lot of shit, Chris. Mm. So I gotta go put that ticket in the safe. Don't bother it. Don't be looking at it. Don't do nothing. Leave that shit alone. The second thing, Jules, is I'm not going to claim that ticket immediately. Because you know what happens when okay. you win the big lottery prizes and everybody's paying attention. Oh, the, the, the ticket got cashed in Chicago, Illinois, right? Or wherever the location is. No, I'm going to sit on that thing for about a couple months, right? Okay. Then I'm going to hire a tax professional to kind of walk me through some of the things of how I should navigate this situation. And then <laughs> quitting my job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice. And, Ju- and Jules is better than me because I ain't taking none of you motherfuckers from my job nowhere. <laughs> hey, man, you actually, you actually smart with it, man. I just went ahead and just started balling, man. Hey, you was like, nah, let me get, let me, let me get some stuff in place first. Yeah, I'm gonna get the stuff in place, mm-hmm. right? Nobody from work. I know y'all listen to the show. Nothing. Don't expect nothing from press. Damn. Not happening. Now, my day ones. Jules is in that mix, and the rest of y'all, y'all know who y'all are. Y'all know what it is. I don't even have to tell y'all. Y'all gonna be straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most my definitely. brother, my moms, they gonna be good. After that, you get in where you fit in. I'm changing my number. <laughs> oh, that's a wrap. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Hey, hey, you disappearing. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. Costa Rica, here I come. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gonna have a little spot, a little spot in Costa Rica on and name name after prayers, dude. Right? Think about like, man, what's this prayers place that you can't even fly to? <laughs> <laughs> prayers place. <laughs> I like that, man. I'm gonna it's hit you up. I say, hey, prayers. I'm on my way, man. I'm, I'm, like, right, I'm like, I'm like, I get you clearance. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. What? The, I'm the only one here, man. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man. All right, man. I'm gonna let him in. It's Wednesday. All right, come on, come on in here, Jules. So that was a dope ass question, man. Mm-hmm. We, 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 you know, we got to dream a little bit on that one. All right, the next question came over from Mark from Ontario, Canada. Shout out oh, to wow. you, Mark. Yeah, he wanted to know, Jules, what is the worst gift you've received? Mark, a type of person I am, I'm grateful for every every gift I get. What a guy! You know, even if it's you know a little little different, I'm I'm grateful for it, like like socks and stuff, because I always lose socks because you know sometimes you get holes in them. Or something sure get old and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I appreciate socks. I appreciate little trickers like candy and stuff. Like, cause I eat candy. <laughs> so I, I can't really think of uh and, and it was hard because prayers, I was trying to think what is a bad gift I read. I can't even think of one. Nothing comes to mind. Okay. Well, you listen, audience. What that shows you is that Jules lives a life of gratitude. And I respect that. And I really wish that I could be more like him on that because <laughs> I definitely got one. What's that for? <laughs> He said, I definitely get one. <laughs> so my grandmother, one of her friends from church, she used to buy me and my brother stuff for our birthdays and, and, and Christmas and very nice and thoughtful of her. But sometimes you look at back and I kind of wish she didn't because one of like the many bad gifts that she gave is she gave me a used Chia Pet. Oh, so, no. So she was like a thrift uh, store shopper. Okay. And so I don't even think that she even knew that the Chia Pet had already, like somebody had already planted the seeds on it already. So when I opened it in the, in the box on Christmas, the, the leaves and stuff off the Chia Pet had already died. Oh. So somebody basically planted the seeds on this Chia Pet, let it grow, put it back in the box and donated it. Whoever did that, they foul. Yeah, right? 
I opened that on Christmas. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? First of all, it's a Chia pet. Two, <laughs> things already did. <laughs> right? <laughs> and hey, for any of our listeners that don't know what the Chia pet is, please Google it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, which, which character figure did you get? Do you remember? <laughs> I do not remember, bro. Okay. I do okay. not remember. It was so long ago, but I just it's, remember opening it in that box and just like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? My grandmother's looking at me like, I'm supposed to fake like I'm happy about the gift, right? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, oh, we, that was cool, little mama. I'm thinking, thanks. You shouldn't hey, have. Where, where's the cheap in there? Bro, I swear to God, <laughs> it's probably in some landfill somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Perez? I ain't gonna lie to you. If I would have got that, I'd have been like, damn. I would have put it back in the box and we get it. Dude, <laughs> as soon as I put that thing in the box, my mom was like, You taking that outside to the garbage right now? It's mm-hmm. probably got bugs in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do nothing with this. Right. You the all the sp- seeds are spread already. You can't even use it. No, can't even use it. <laughs> I ain't gonna almost one more point I gotta make on this one. Another year she bought me a clapper. Remember that one, Jules? Oh. Okay, all right, all right, okay. That was okay. that one was decent. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought I was cool because you know that clapper that was before uh, Alexa. Mm-hmm. That was before all the fancy stuff. So that was your modern day Alexa. Wow, man, prayers. We've been through goddamn. Right. <laughs> and, and, we, and we tell no age there on that one too, yeah. right? <laughs> they, yeah, because you're gonna have people on this show listening like a clapper. Okay, Cheap let me head. Google, let me Google cheer pit and clapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be like, what the hell y'all talking about? I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, you know, for, for for the fellas, man, with that clapper, man, you think you was doing something, man. You, you had your little, little little honey dip over and, you know, about to eat or or whatever the case may be, you watch TV or 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 something extra. You, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Do a little clap and lights is out, man, and there you go. <laughs> get, get that clap before you get the clapping. All mm-hmm. right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> You over to mess with the lights and, and music every time you you, you every time you like no not that tire clapper <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so Carl from Frisco Texas he wanted to know what's your favorite fast food chain okay for me it's a uh, sharks fish and chicken yes sir we had some of that for Mother's Day man with mom mm-hmm. she she likes the catfish bro mm-hmm. do she get the fillet or, or steaks. She does the steaks. What you she do? Was like, yeah, you know, my mom. She do the steaks. My wife do the fillets. But oh no, I'm getting the wings. Hey, prayers. You know me, man. Yes, sir. Ten, ten, ten in one setting. Good lord. And on a good day, hey, it could be fifteen. My God. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> damn, that's a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, man. I go. I go to them for everything. If I'm like if. If people coming over or from watching any Super Bowl or any case, all-star games or whatever. Yeah. I go there, man. Hey, man, give me that 100 Wayne lemon pepper, tray of fries. And you good. Yep, it was a little fish. Dude, I I like how they set it up, too. You got that thing laid out in the tray. They hit it with the forks. They put the little vent in there. Mm -hmm. And and you good. You good, good, man. Now, so what I I do, I don't put anything on my shark wings. So I know they get a little mouth sauce. Right. I eat them things naked, bro. Oh yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, it's good. You don't need nothing else. You don't man. need nothing on them. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Carl, I went basic on this one. Okay. I'm going Burger King. Oh man, your way right away, dude. Right. <laughs> Plus, you know what I'm saying. I, and this is gonna be a thing that I'm gonna admit to to you guys. And Jules probably don't even know this. 
I kind of like wearing that little king hat too. So uh, I definitely uh, love a Whopper. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. I love that king hat, bro. Okay. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> but, right. uh, but I'll say this. Definitely the Whopper. No tomato. But I don't like the fries there at Burger King. So mm. if I get that Whopper, I'm going to Five Guys to get the fries. Okay. But it's been so long since I had a Whopper. But, man. Y'all, why are y'all asking us so many questions about food? I'm trying to do hey, good over hey, here right now, uh-oh. man. Uh-oh. Hey. Hey, you know what? I think our listeners like to eat, man. I'm That's telling I'm you. Like. Hey, I like that. I like that. Now, if you're trying to lose weight and trying to watch what you have, <laughs> right. you, know, you must be disciplined. That's all. Yeah, man, <laughs> I'm going to have to go repent after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually told my wife we might we might get some we might get some sharks tonight. Matter of fact, look at that, y'all don't spoke this into existence with this yep. man. Yep. And, and Jules don't need no reason to eat some damn chicken. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh man! I remember I grabbed something. Oh, I forgot what I. I th- it was Harold's. Matter of fact, then I walked in that station. You know, it was people lined up because it was like shift change and. Okay. Line up getting real radios and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm walking to him. I'm like, I know y'all got some some chicken jokes here, but it's all right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> see, this, see this big see this black man come with this button, this 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 box of chicken. And hey, I'm gonna tear it up too. Hey, you know you said I don't even care about your jokes. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> because y'all know that y'all know this smell good. Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. All right, man. So our next question came over from Shelby from Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. And here's another food question. What's the most unusual thing you've ever eaten? I forgot what year, but I went to the taste. Okay. And they had the alligator. Yes, sir. That was so. And that shit was like 10 tickets. Yeah. I, you know what, Perez? I'm normally, you know me, and I'm normally... Uh, you can read me as, as like a book. I don't really veer off too much. Go again. Right, yeah, go, you're go. consistent. Yeah. Consistent. So, well, my brother was like, hey, man, try this al- Try this alligator. Because he had it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, alligator? I said, nah. I said, I'm good. He said, man, try it out, man. It's like a steak. And I was like, okay. And you know what? It was actually, it, 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 it was like a fishy type steak. I don't know if I make sense. But it's a, you chew it, that meat. It's like chewing on a steak, but it happened a fish flavor. It was decent. It was decent. Now I wouldn't get a, I wouldn't get it again. But I was like, okay. And then, so that was like the most interesting thing I ever, ever tasted, ever tried. So I do remember that that year. I didn't get it at the taste, you but did? I have okay. had alligator. So no, he's right about it. It's kind of like a, it's kind of, it could be a little chewy depending on how it's made. But no, alligator is right. decent, bro. It's decent. But I remember seeing it at that taste, and so. One thing, though, I looked at the number of tickets that they wanted for that alligator, and I was like, man, I only got, like, three books of tickets, man. I can't blow through a one stack right here on this alligator, even though it def- definitely looked like it was good, but I didn't do it. Okay. The ju- but the jewels of his family, of course, they were just like, oh, oh man, let's get up in this alligator. <laughs> the only reason, listen, the only reason why, because when I go to the taste, I'm weird, people. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, hey, forgive me. When I go there, all I go for, I get a damn cheesecake and a bottle of Pepsi. I just want to be out it. there in, in it. Okay. Yeah. So you just want to listen to the there. music and be, be yeah. in the vibe. Okay. Yep. That's all. So I had the tickets and I was like, all right, let me just try it this year. So so let me ask you, because you brought up a point here, because I love cheesecake too. Mm-hmm. Plain chocolate or you put strawberries on that joint? I like all three, but but I know, <laughs> I, I, I know the, the strawberry. Okay. 
Okay. Because what, what, what do you prefer? Oh, I, I get it plain, bro. But I, oh, you know what? Okay. But if I'm at the crib, I like a little bit of whipped cream on the top of it. But okay. If, if, but if it's that Eli's joint that they have at the taste, just mm-hmm. plain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I eat all three. But yeah, normally, yeah, normally I grab the uh, strawberry. One complaint that I have about the taste, though, when it comes to that Eli's cheesecake, and Jules, you might have had this happen to you too. Sometimes they'll give you a piece of a bit of that, like maybe a little bit in the freezer, a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. And you sit up there, you're trying to get your fork into it, and then it's not, you're not going through. Like, yeah, you eh. got to wait. You got to wait. You got to wait a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only problem sometimes with the taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, true. You're not too upset about it because it's hot. Normally, that time of year, it's hot and stuff. I mean, I don't know what's going to be this year. But oh, God, so man. you can sit out there a little bit, and it'll, it'll, it'll moisten up. Prez, I might give me some cheesecake today, man. Matter of fact, hey, hey, Prez, you're right, man. If all this food, this food stuff, boy. man, <laughs> I, I'm sitting over here sweating, bro. Shit, like hey. Pookie and New Jack, man. I'm over here sweating. Y'all talking hey. about all this damn food. <laughs> Pookie and New Jack. Hey, <laughs> hey, that dude had a whole half a turkey, man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh my god! Man. All right. Okay, what about you, Prez? What's the? Yeah, because they 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 gonna kill me with all this food stuff, but I. I I'm gonna say escargot. That's probably the most unusual thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, it's it's basically uh, edible land snails. Mm-mm. It, it, it kind of tastes like uh, chicken, and so the way I had it prepared, they added butter and garlic to it. You can't even tell you eating snails, bro. And, and be honest with you, anything you put butter or garlic on is probably gonna taste pretty damn good. Escargot. Now, Prez, you talk about me with this 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 electronic monopoly. Escargot, buddy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> If, if that ain't the rich of the rich, <laughs> I knew that was coming, ladies and gentlemen. As cargo, hell, I ain't even never heard of it. <laughs> now, now you over here lying. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one that told me to try it. <laughs> Snails with butter and garlic. Mm. Okay, tastes like chicken and fish. Damn, <laughs> it was really good though. All right, Jules. Eric from Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to Brooklyn. He said, what is one thing that you will never do again? People who listen to the show know I'm in, I'm in law enforcement. A good story that I would never do again. I let my guards down one time. I think I had like six years on the job at the time. And I was working with a partner, my partner of mine. And we went on a call with a person with a gun call. We got there. It was a group of teens. I was driving. I said, I told one of the teams, I said, I said, hey, y- y'all slide this way. Pimp over here for a second. And they came over. So I'm just talking to them. My partner ended up getting out and start checking one up. And I'm like, man, what's she doing? So he started fighting. I was like, oh, snap. He ran. He ran from me. He pulled the gun out from his back pocket and threw it in the truck. What I would never do again on something like that, I would always keep my guards up, maybe get out the car and make sure everybody, you know, have their hands up because that could have went south real quick. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, man, I learned for, you know, cause I'm thinking, you know, you got a good, you ain't walking my way. You know, that's, that was my thinking at the time, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, just kind of zone out for a second. And, and that was a light, that was a lesson there. I was like, Oh, wow. You know, I got complacent and you know, it could have, it could have went ugly. So that's one thing I would never do again. Lesson learned. Eric from mine. I said, uh, I'm going to never argue with somebody on social media. Mm. I, I think, Jules, that is the lowest form of communication ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? First mm-hmm. of all, you're never going to basically get that person to change their viewpoint. It's not really about that in the first place. But the second place is both people, to me, just kind of come off as being 
ignorant. Like you guys are just both spewing things at each other. And then what happens next, Jules? Here comes the insults. And that's really where the division in this world starts with conversations like that that don't really get us anywhere. So for me, that's something I'm not doing. Too much division in the world. And spending time on nonsense like that, ladies and gentlemen, takes our focus away from things that actually matter in this world. So for me, no arguing with anybody on social media. If you're no. ignorant, then you're just ignorant. You're going to stay that way. <laughs> no. no, great point. Great point. And the people that want to listen and that they want to help change and impact the world, they listen to Pull It Back the Curtain podcast. There you go. Sir. <laughs> All right, Jules. The last question we had here came over from Jason in Madison, Wisconsin. And he said, who was your favorite teacher in school and why? Oh, okay. Man, my uh, favorite teacher... I have a lot of them, but my favorite that always stands out was this female teacher in my eighth grade class named Miss D. Lorenzo. We call her Miss D for short. When we first came, I remember we first first day of class. She's she she's the one that says, "I do not give, I do not fail students or give Fs. You get what you put in, what you put out in my class, or you're gonna earn your your grade." She said, "But what also I'm doing, I'm preparing you for life," mm. and she was like, I want you to, to, to pay attention in class, take good notes, do your homework, study, class participation, because what you do now is what you're going to do uh, for anything as far as high school and college and your work and stuff like that. So I'm preparing you for life. And, and she said that at the time, we was like, oh, man, this lady is serious. Like, God, oh, <laughs> man, this is like eighth grade. And it was like, man, next the next step is high school. She put that in my head, and I remembered that, and, and it, it helped out, man. And I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, he's talking about a teacher from way back when and that impact that he's that she had on him. That's you could tell just by you talking about her that how much she meant to you. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of impact and why it's so important for teachers and students and to have good relationships, because there's so many kids out here. You don't know what these kids are missing. And it's not on the teacher to give the kid what they're missing at home. But sometimes maybe just a, a little bit of a supplement can kind of help that student go a long way. And so I really loved hearing that story. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mine, uh, Jason, is when I was graduated from kindergarten, and this is basically the story that my mom told me when I, when she told me this story, maybe like, I don't know, maybe when I was like in fifth or sixth grade, but she said, when you graduated from kindergarten, the kindergarten teacher says to me, I think your son has a learning disability and that's something that you need to kind of look at with him. She said he can't focus for anything. And I think that that's something that you're going to have a problem with, you know, with his development with school. So now you imagine a teacher telling that to a parent. So maybe if my mom would have been like maybe some parents that, you know, don't know their kid, you know, because Jules told a story earlier in the season about a similar situation that happened with his mother and a teacher. Mm -hmm. But when your parents know who you are and they know what you're capable of. They're not going to just accept something that someone's telling them about their, their son or daughter. So my mother pulled me out of that school. She said, I'm not going to have you in a school where you've already given up on my son. You've already written them off. All right. First grade teacher, Ms. Booker. It's my favorite teacher because my mom had that conversation with Ms. Booker and said, look, this is the type of kid that you're dealing with here. His kindergarten teacher said, hey, this kid's got a learning disability. think that he has the inability to focus, this and that. And Ms. Booker said, okay, well, I've been teaching for 20 years. We'll see what's going on here. After a week, my mom said this teacher got back to her and said, he's got nothing 
of a learning disability. She said, if anything, what I've learned is the material that we're teaching in this school is not enough to keep him mm. engaged. Mm. She said his wow. learning capabilities is surpassed this grade. Then she figured out curriculum and things like that to basically do things to kind of keep me engaged, to keep me interested in the school. Because what happens was, Jules, was I was acting up. I'm not going to sit here and say that I was like perfect in school, but most of that was probably boredom. <laughs> you know? and, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I would just say Miss Booker was my favorite teacher because outside of like my mom and my grandmother, this was somebody that believed in me, mm-hmm. saw my potential, and then was able to look past, you know, some of the poor behavior. And she made learning fun for me. And uh, I remember, man, even back then, Jules, being excited to go to school, you know, and that was something that uh, I'll never forget. So I do appreciate her for that. She's passed on and I did go to her services and, you know, she and there were a lot of other students there that had great stories about her as well. So she definitely uh, left her impact. Man, my I remember my mom told me she had a professor like that, just that one professor that you just just remember and just take things for the rest of your life and stuff. And it, man, that that is an excellent story because let's be honest, man, sometimes these, the, the teachers now, and, and it's not, I, I don't want to say anything wrong about, but sometimes they, some of them just there for a check. So that is important. And as far as former students, like, uh, you know, me and you press and to have a teacher that, that just care, care about you, man, it goes a long way. Yeah, man. And for her to say, hey, no, there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with this man. This man is just 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 above the rest, man. He just needs to be challenged. Yep. (laughs) How many students do you think get written off in today's climate? You know, when they'll just say, oh, he's got behavior issues. And Jules and I talk about a lot of the gap of education in inner cities. And that's sometimes what happens. The curriculum and things like that isn't advanced. You may have some students that are gifted. You may have some students that are falling a little bit short. We need to, as a whole, learn how to educate everybody and not just teach a one-size-fits-all approach. And that was kind of how that situation was for me in school at that age, is that if you don't learn at the same rate as these other people, then you're a problem. Mm -hmm. If somebody's falling behind, well, you're a problem. It's like, no educators or people that are in education, they have to learn how to evolve what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never taught in my life, but you and I have both been through school. We know mm-hmm. what it was that helped us to thrive. We know the situations where we were really successful. Some of the best teachers, Jules, and you remember when we was at Rita, Dr. K, some of the best teachers I mm-hmm. had were the ones that gave a damn. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Dr. K, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You wow. know, so, yeah. But so, and then that's the thing. We can rattle off a name like that, somebody like that, that we ain't probably even thought about in 20 years. That's somebody that I'll always remember kindly and, and, and fondly of because he was one of the best teachers that I had as well. And it was tough when I was even thinking about this because I'm like, he was up there. I had another teacher, Miss Giles. Like, there were so many people that when I look back on that, I could smile and think about like, man, you helped kind of put me in this position that I am in life. And I will always be indebted to those people. You know what? For both of us, prayers, Mr. Neary for both of us. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Jules, you (laughs) jackass. Ladies and gentlemen, that that is an inside joke. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) Stay tuned for future episodes where we will tell you guys the Mr. Neary story. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, man, Jules, this is a lot of fun. 
bonus episode for the listeners here. But we are out. Talk to y'all soon.